Lost Talk Radio. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Coast. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Uh, you are listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you? Leave the audience wanting more. Um, as you may know, having listened to the show before, my parents are from Massachusetts, and I grew up a lifelong Red Sox fan, and uh, really just the extension of that word, fanatic. And it has been so gratifying to have the second part of my life associated with the winning ways of the Boston Red Sox rather than the heartbreaking ways of the first half of my um, love of the Red Sox when I was young, growing up through all the disappointments. So that was extremely awesome to see the Red Sox win another World Series, which still sounds strange to say. And I got to say, having looked through all the, the highlights and stuff, I'm just fascinated by how closely you can follow a team that is out of town now. And I used to simply uh, follow the Red Sox in the newspaper when I was little. I would open up the box scores, and I would look and see if they won. And I'd be like, who is this Boggs guy? He gets three or four hits every single night. So now that I have the MLB app, watch all the games, listen to all the games, keep up with all the news. It really is. It really is great. I I love the the modern technology that – that baseball has wrapped around the app, and it is. It's just a great way to follow a team that, candidly, you don't get a lot of Red Sox news in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. And I do have a favorite moment from the World Series, with the exception, obviously, of when they won. That was the best moment. I had the unique experience of sharing that with my mom, who's the one that made me a Red Sox fan way back when. Um, but it's when Eduardo Rodriguez gives up the three-run blast to Yasiel Puig. And he does something that I don't know that I've ever seen a major league baseball player do. The Boston Red Sox pitcher, pitcher, um, Eduardo Rodriguez, takes off his glove and slams it on the pitcher's mound. And I loved that. I loved how I was like, wow, look at that. We finally found a millennial who cares about his job. But it was great. I just um, love baseball. It's the it's my first sports love were the Boston Red Sox. And uh, now turn my attention to the National Football League and my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, after the break, we're going to go right up the road to Austin, Texas, and speak with a really great guy, Wayne Waters. He is the Grand Overlord. That's what's on his business card. I'm not making that up. He is the Grand Overlord at Travis County Credit Union. And he's going to talk today about what is a very, very important part about putting on your best live performance, making sure that your people are ready to go every day, both tactically and strategically, and have bought into the culture of your brand. And um, Wayne does this as well as anybody. And we're looking forward to talking to him, and we will do it all right after this. And Sandy Vanover, this one's for you. Sale winds. He fires. Swing and a miss. Strike three. It's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. 
Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. to one. They win the World Series four games to one. And the Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century with all world championships. Can you believe it? Well, it's 43 miles from my home, but uh, with Austin traffic, it's about, I don't know, a 13-hour trip sometimes up to downtown Austin, Texas, and the CEO of the best little credit union in Texas, Travis County. Credit you with our man, Wayne. Hey, Wayne, how are you? Hey, Jason. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. It's so good to have you back again. It's great to be back. I, I appreciate the invite. Thanks. Oh, always, always. Continue to be fascinated by all the great results you guys are, are, are punching up. Again, literally surrounded by gigantic competition but undeterred by it. One of the things I like is that you don't just uh, lead the credit union. You, you seem to take a lot of interest in making sure that your folks are happy, that they're getting a lot out of the work life balance, and um, you sent me some things that I thought were very, very interesting and certainly significant to putting on the best live performance each and every day for your audience. I wanted to ask you about it, and you talked about finding your motivation. Tell me what you mean by that. Absolutely, um, and, and, and it's, I think it's important, um, obviously, if you are a manager or a team leader, that it's not just about looking at the bottom line, well, what were the numbers this month, and, and did we hit our numbers, and then you're, you're penalizing someone who didn't hit the numbers. There's, there's more to the team, and we really think of ourselves here as more family-oriented um, because we're serving our community and our families with what we provide, um, and we bring that inside, and you have to be motivated when you go to work each day, and what, what brings you to work? Because if you don't like what you do, why are you going? So there's there, obviously... Each one of us has a different motivation and a different interest in why we're coming to work each day. Um, so it's, right. it's honing in on that motivation and really as, as, a, um, as a manager or a leader for myself is to help you develop your motivation and, and uh, really put it to work here. What about you? I mean, you you've got it going. You've got a unique role there in our in our musical metaphor. You're the conductor of the uh, live performance, <laughs> or the director on the movie set of the live performance that your your team puts on every day. Are there some things that you do to help you find your motivation on a daily basis? Uh, sure. For me, um, I, I think the the one thing that I do um, that's important to me is every day I've got a goal. I'm going to do one hmm. thing today that's better than yesterday. I'm, I'm going to do at least one thing today that will increase the quality of life for someone else, whether it's somebody on my team or w whether it's somebody um, in my membership. And then I, I publicly commit that goal. So everyone here at the office knows this is my goal today and this is what I'm shooting for. Well, that is interesting. That is, uh, I'm, I'm going to no make a note of that. I think I should probably start doing that. I have a I have a whiteboard right outside the studio, and, and, and every now and then I'll write ideas down on it. And uh, sure. unfortunately, what happens a lot of times is 
uh, one or two weeks goes by, and I end up erasing it and coming up with another idea. I always wonder if maybe I've already erased the million-dollar idea that has been with me <laughs> up, to this, sure. up to this point. It's somewhere in the dry erase um, uh, eraser that I used out there. You said something else there that I thought was so interesting. It says, how your expectations filter your experiences. Tell me about that. We were huge on the experience economy here. Sure, absolutely. Um, and and I, I can use, I, I can give you loads of examples. You know, somebody comes to work this morning and they had a, a, a bad start to their day, the, the typical mm. bad hair day. Um, and so right. they've walked in the door with this bad mood and this bad expectation for themselves and they've already made a decision, today's going to be a bad day. And no matter what happens, no matter what positive elements is being introduced to that person, they're filtering it through this, this bad expectation. And so they're always going to find it. So if, if you come to work and you set your expectation, today's going to be a good day and I'm going to make a difference um, or I'm going to hit my goal today, and you, you set that expectation, you're basically presenting a filter in front of yourself so all of your experiences are washed through this expectation of good um, versus bad. And, and you know, you'll find it. You're going to find what you're looking for, whether it's good or bad. Right. Well, I know uh, in our hypersensitive, politically correct world, I probably couldn't get away with saying bad hair day, but I know exactly what you mean by that. <laughs> but, sure. you know, um, car batteries stop working. Uh, couples get in arguments. Today, uh, my, when I flipped my egg, the yolk broke, and I thought, well, there's a great metaphor for the day. Right. You know, it's little things, little things. Travel, you know, you live in Austin. Nobody has to tell you how traffic can change um, your attitude. Uh, sure. Young people tell their parents, oh, I forgot to tell you, I need this for school today. Well, when does school start? In an hour. Well, Walmart's right down the road. So you're right. right. It absolutely can happen. And, and I think you know, many years ago, well, yeah, many years ago we used to say, well, you've got to leave that stuff at home. It's impossible to, to right. separate those things. It sounds like what you're saying is you have to, as a professional, again, in that musical performance uh, analogy, when, you, when the curtain goes up, you've got to filter that out and be ready for the audience. I've even told the team here, uh, you know what, we all have things going on in our personal lives that, that are spinning in the back of your brain and you're trying to work through issues or maybe you just had a really bad fight with, with your loved one um, and that, yeah. that's weighing on you. And I've said, you know what, when you walk through the door, yes, you're, you're a part of my family and I want to be here for you. But honestly, when, when you're on, when you're in front of the members, your, your baggage that you're bringing with you today, you've, you've left it at the door and it's going to be waiting exactly. for you. So when you, when you leave today, you can pick it back up if you want it. But let's leave it there for the, for, the, for the time you're in front of our members um, so that you're giving them the very best of yourself. And then I bet that bag doesn't seem quite as bad when you leave. Maybe you've worked something out. I bet out. you're right. That's right. At lunchtime, um, send a little I love you to your loved one via text message and watch how sure. things, get, things get better. Um, something else you, you sent me that I thought was very, very good. I can say without a doubt that although I wish – my God-given gift had been the ability to throw a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. Um, <laughs> it, was clearly, it was clearly the spoken word. I was always the one selected to do the readings at church. I was always one volunteered by others to get up and do the readings in front of class or the first person volunteered to speak on behalf of the group um, because it was never an impediment for me. But I can tell you that I think I used to struggle with listening. 
and being on the show, doing the show since 2010, I've become a better listener, but I still think I'm not the best when it comes to reading and seeking out new information for a variety of reasons. And another one that you put here that I thought was so good, it says become a better thinker. And that is absolutely something that caught my attention because I know that is a weakness of mine. So tell us what you mean by being a better thinker. I think it's a weakness for everyone, to be honest. Um, I, I am very... Well, this is going to sound this is going to sound odd, but I think I'm a pretty good thinker, and I think I've got some pretty good ideas. The the challenge is for myself is to realize that nope, my ideas aren't always the best, um, and I need to be open and understanding to the idea or to the to the to other person's um, ideas here on the team or even in my personal life. Um, maybe something isn't working. Well, if you keep at it in the same way. It's, it's going to keep not working. So open yourself up um, to, the, to other ideas. Um, identify what needs to change or where you need help to lay out a new path. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be a team effort, and I think through that cooperation and collaboration, um, better ideas will manifest themselves. Yeah, it was all really, really great points. And then finally, something you said that I, I know, you know, our – our show starts with a certain song. Um, there are certain songs that I listen to um, every single day. I've got, a, I've got a, a drum set in my studio, and I play through the same eight or nine songs every morning because, to me, it's an analogy to what I discuss with my clients about putting on perfect performance. And it fascinates me that even after almost 15 years of playing some of these songs, I will still make the same mistakes, which drives me nuts. That's why I could never have a live camera in here. You want to see somebody stand <laughs> up and fling a drumstick across the studio and, and kick over the stool um, when you should see me when I make a mistake. And it, it, it drives me crazy. But um, the music stuff does help me get focused on work. And you mentioned that you have a rather unique theme song that kind of gets you motivated. Tell us about that. Sure, sure. And, and honestly, what sparked that? For myself and reaching out to you was your show last week uh, where you talked about a, a song and what it represented um, in, in the workplace and how you articulated it and we had that same challenge here is oh, if, you're, if right. you're if you're having trouble finding your motivation what what will inspire you or what will motivate you and, and for me I have a theme song that helps me fill in that energy which is the Monday Night Football theme song that Hank Williams put out many years ago um, it's it's just filled with energy and anticipation that you, you can feel it, that something great yeah. is just about to happen. Um, and that and I've played it here. great, great song. <laughs> played it here at work um, just to, to, to build everyone up, and, it, and it's, it's, you, you can see it happen. Yeah, so, that is a love. great song, and it is, it is iconic. We're from the same generation, so there really was a time when Monday Night Football was special. It's not special anymore because they play football seemingly every day of the week now. You've got Saturday night games and Thursday night games, Sunday night games. It's, you know, as, a, as, a, as my parents were born in Massachusetts, so I was, I was born into the Red Sox heartache as a child and have experienced this Red Sox renaissance as an adult. And there actually used to be something called Monday Night Baseball, which you might remember uh, years and years ago before you could watch right. all the games like we do now on my iPad every day and stay so connected to out-of-town 
tinged, but it was. My, my brother and I would sit down, and we just couldn't wait. Are you ready for some football? You know, it was, <laughs> it was just such a great way, and it did. It did. It, it, it helped set this. It, when the NFL was still great, it, it really did. It really did set the table, and there was a lot of excitement, especially if, if in my case, the Pittsburgh Steelers were on Monday Night Football, and, and it did. And that is a, that's a great that's a great way to look at it. And the show um, Wayne's talking about was a show we did on the Sultans of Swing. And uh, I, I had one last amendment to that show that I thought was interesting. Um, everybody in that band that this, the, the Dire Straits is talking about gets mentioned except the drummer and the bass player. So to me, that is so emblematic because if yeah. you've agreed to work in the background, keeping the tempo in the IT department, maybe down in the vault, you, you still have a tremendously important role to play. Although it may not be as visible as some of the other parts in the band, it is, it is equally important in putting on the best live performance. Well, listen, we, we all, continue to track the... We're all pivotal. We can... Yeah, we continue to track the great success of Travis County Credit Union as we close out the year that is 2018. Anything big on the horizon? Anything uh, to look forward to in 2019 that you're excited about? Uh, we are going to push this this um, momentum that we had in building our loan portfolio over the last several years. We're redirecting those efforts. We're going to continue that, of course, but now we're going to put that same push into member growth. And I, I hope to call you in the first quarter and just amaze you oh, with, with yeah. what we've achieved in member growth. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Well, hey, folks, um, since my baseball season ended the only way it should end with the World Series victory, I'm now totally focused on football. So we're going to close it out <laughs> with that emblematic Hank Williams Monday Night Football, and uh, it's great. It, it's great advice uh, from our friend Wayne Waters up at Travis County uh, Credit Union. You know, make sure that you find your motivation each day. Uh, make sure your expectations filter your experiences. And, and it's good advice for, for everybody, myself especially. Become a better thinker. I know that is a weakness of mind. And if you're and if you're looking for some motivation, you need to get pumped up. Well, are you ready for some football? My name is Jason Dias. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. All my rowdy friends are back for Monday night time.